This is Tiella Grimes, the Inner Uplifter, and thank you for tuning into my podcast, Navigating the Hand-Me-Downs of Reality, where I share commentary, reflections, and my perspective on how we make sense of ourselves in the world around us. In middle school, I had a little habit. I would shake my head back and forth. I don't know why, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was from nerves, whatever it was. So I remember this one day in class, I got in trouble. Not because I was shaking my head back and forth like that, but for something else that I did. And I remember at the time, the assistant principal had to come in and remove me out of class. And walking with her down the hallway into this, the in-house suspension room, which was this dreary, brick gray looking room with fluorescent lights and a couple of books it was just very ugly space on my way to the dungeon you know i ended up shaking my head back and forth and i was trying to control it like stop like strengthen my head and my neck and my muscles like don't do it please don't do it. it and it happened and she turned to me and she was like what is wrong with you and her lip was curled up in a way that was like okay i did something disgusting And after she goes, what is wrong with you? Are you retarded or something? I'll never, ever forget those words in seventh grade, being spoken to by an adult, a leader, an educator, someone who is in a position of power that is supposed to be uplifting and empowering young people. But in this moment, definitely, definitely had a weak moment as an adult and decided to break me down instead. So, what are we talking about on this episode? I, all these experiences, and now that I'm in the role as an educator, I find it extremely important to check myself and be mindful of how I am conversating with my young people and the young people I'm working with and even the adults who I'm working with because I'm mindful of that. That's just how I am. So no one has arrived. Checking myself as an educator is exploring. When we come into certain spaces with our experiences, we need to come in not acting like we've arrived and we got to solve all the answers to everything and we really, really don't. And how does that impact the young people, the students, the children that we are working with? What inspired me to do this topic today, honestly, is the young people I work with. I go into spaces and I say, you are the expert of your own experience. And I realized that's my philosophy. We are the experts of our own experience. And it's important that we have spaces that allow us to express ourselves in a way that does not have someone else feel like they about to impose and do a power ego trip because their title, you know, got them in their head about how, you know, what you said makes them feel a certain way and you shouldn't say it because you're a kid, you're a child, you're young, you ain't experienced nothing. I remember hearing that. I remember I even seen energies from adults who have come across as some very, very, I'm gonna call it nasty ass ways. And I'm like, but at one point in time, you were a young person. At one point in time, you had adults in your life who shut you down. Matter of fact, you're quote unquote, quote unquote, grown 
and still can't speak up for yourself. What are you doing, bully? You're a big bully. And that's what I want to make sure that I'm mindful of. This is why I check myself, the importance of checking yourself. I say as an educator, but maybe it's just as an adult, period. But my focus will be as an educator. Checking myself in my spaces and being sure I'm holding myself accountable and responsible for the impact. Not just, oh, that wasn't my intention, so the impact has nothing to do with me. Yeah, it does. You have something that you can learn and grow from from that. So from my young people, my experience as an educator, um, my, my experience as a young person. And then now that I'm an educator, I'm like, yo, all right, what are the things that I need to do to make sure I'm creating brave spaces for my young people? I also understand. Yes. As a person who is, and I, I call, I consider myself trying to give guidance. I'm not trying to give advice. Um, there's a difference with that. And there's certain things I can give advice in, but for my, my, my young people of color, the students who look like me, man, I got to give you guidance. I want to guide you because I want to help you navigate through the systems that you are operating under and have no understanding of certain things because of the identity that you you are operating within as a young person, right? So what are those things that you need as a young person to make sure you don't become I'm a, mm, become bitter-ass adults who got titles that use titles as a way to uh, impose, shut down, disregard, you know, influence, so to speak. These are things that are important. So, sorry, it's just so sad. It's really, really sad. And I want to preface this because it, it might it might sound like it's an attack on adults. Again, even with the, my last episode, it, it really it really is an it's the attack on the concept of adulthood. It's the attack on the construction of adulthood that is filled with so much fallacies ah, and just so much like, yo, mistruth, misconceptions, and then hiding behind a fast shade while I'm grown. I'm an elder. But some of the things you've been experiencing, some of the things you've been doing are bad habits. You got a 40-year-old bad habit of talking nasty to people. You got a 20-year-old bad habit of mistreating people verbally. You have a 15, 10-year bad habit of justifying your actions but not taking accountability and responsibility for the impact. So here I am, a quote-unquote adult who has all these titles, and I'm working with young people who are reminding me of how important it is to check myself, how important it is to understand some of the things that I went through and to figure out how I and how it's impacted me today. How am I operating today? So uh, <laughs> I have a young person who shared with me some things about her attitude, how she has been labeled combative and, you know, just the labels that she's been labeled. 
And the first thing I asked was, has anybody asked you the question of like, you know, what's going on in your life? How are you feeling? Like, you know, what are some things that are going on or trying to get to know you or trying to assess like, you know, like why? Because it's not just you're in school, you're the student and I'm, I'm going to, uh, you know, put the blame on you because you're doing this, this and the third. But there's other things that, you know, impact you on a holistic level. I don't want to just cut up the slice of pie that you gave me, the slice of pie, and then judge your whole pie off the slice. I don't understand that. So she was sharing some things about being labeled combative and how she actually stepped into, I have done this, step into diffuse a situation between a student and a teacher because I thought it was, it was uncomfortable for me to watch, but apparently I've learned that wasn't my place to step in, especially when you have someone of power and someone who is marginalized, um, don't step in as another margin. Like I would, that's what it kind of taught me. Don't step in as another marginalized person to help out because especially two teens coming in, it looks like two teenagers attacking an adult. When in reality, in her situation, in my situation, it was coming in to diffuse the situation because it was getting out of hand. And now you eating up class time. Can, can we, can we call facts? Can we talk about that? Can we talk about how as an educator, we got to be important and mindful of the time we eating up to cor- to address a behavior or attitude that might be taken away or be triggering a certain energy within you that you might feel you have to now make sure you get that in control so other students around won't think they could try that? From one of my amazing mentors. So you won't have you test your G, somebody trying to test your G and the way that you about to respond needs to be... You got to check yourself, G. Check yourself, G. Make sure your integrity is intact. Make sure it's not an emotional outburst and a reaction that you're going to hide behind your power, your title. And, and, you know, let me jump into power mode real quick and just throw that up there. Can we, can we talk about that and do that, please, 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 please? Can we talk about that? Are those conversations that are really being had? Because sometimes the conversation is the focus on the student and what they did. And the blame is on them. If they didn't do this, I would have never did this. And I would have never had to do this. Actually, you still never had to do that. Can we call it what it is? You still didn't have to react that way. You still didn't have to come off that way. You could have found a different way. You could have been like, you know what? Do me a favor. Can you please step outside in the hallway and or go to such and such right now? Where Where is the support for educators, teachers, guidance counselors, what is the system that is in place, the streamlined system in place of support. So that way it's not just kicking a student out of class and they standing around in the hallway ain't doing nothing, but they actually go into someone, another adult, who's going to have a conversation with them, who will then, you know, if later on you're going to have a conversation with the teacher to figure out from that teacher's point of view what happened, to then put those pieces together to figure out what's the solution that needs to be had versus what I see, what I've experienced in, in this situation for this young lady, she got suspended. And I just literally listened to and heard, and this is a sidebar, but black girls and the race at which they're being suspended? Are you serious right now? So that's what you got suspended for? Now, granted, do I know all the pieces of the story? No. Did I hear the teacher in their side? No. Am I real familiar with some of the description that she gave about the energy and the attitude of the teacher? Yes. 
Do I know that teachers and educators and some adults, administrators do not hold themselves accountable and responsible for their actions? They justify it? Yes. Have I been in spaces and watch other adults uphold the pink elephant in the room knowing that you knew somebody else was wrong, but you ain't calling it out? Yes. Have I seen the way that has impacted how adults work together? Yes. Have you ever been in a meeting with adults, grown people, no students, no young people, no teenagers, none of that, and watch adults and their titles flare up their asses in which another adult has literally in the space physically turned their chair and their back to the person who's speaking? Yes, I have. Have I saw adults in spaces, educators, teachers, despite your title, pull out phones when another person is speaking because you don't want to hear what they have to say because you can give two fucks? Yes. So let me do, do me the honors and let's do me the favor. Can we be real about that? Can we have real conversations about that? That that type of behavior, that type of energy, that type of mindset, and then you are in front of young people and let's not act like that will not trickle down. I've sat in the meeting, had to get my shit together before I had to go and teach a class. Okay? Because the last thing I wanted to do was carry the energy from the meeting of me wanting to choke the living crap out of another adult who should know two plus two is four. And they over here trying to convince everybody else that it's seven. And everybody else in the room is just allowing them to, to you know it's four. Why are you even giving them the platform to waste time? Call it what it is. Adults, educators, teachers. I'm going to say adults with titles as an educator in the spaces that I've been. I've watched adults with titles just act belligerent, just act completely disrespectful. Um, and that trickles over. If you don't clear up your energy, you don't check yourself, you don't do some mindfulness walks or do whatever you need to do, take some water, take a breath, go outside, have your cigarette break, whatever it is that you need to do so that you could come back and be a professional, that you could come back and be like, you know what? I'm not going to allow my emotional reactions from what just happened with grown folks who can control themselves to make me act like I can't control myself in front of the young people who I'm in front of. Hence, that's why these certain things like do as I say, not as I do, that goes for all different type of titles and mostly adults who use that. But you displaying something that's completely different than how, than what you're saying to me. So can we stop? Can we check ourselves when we're walking contradictions? That's where I'm at. That's what it's about. That's important. Because when I was younger, you know, I had to be on my P's and Q's. I was always on eggshells. Because you never know which adult and their style is going to flare up and you're going to get dealt with in a certain way that's going to make you feel inferior or make you feel like you're the one who was wrong or make you feel like, damn, what I did was so bad. Let me not do it again. Hence just the baseline of asking questions. It's funny how no, no question is a stupid question, but that's not necessarily how things were brought up with some of the titles in our lives. <laughs> you know, first of all, you go from no question is a stupid question. Don't ask no questions. Don't question me. Like I'm kind I'm confused. Even now when I'm grown, I'm in my thirties. I'm still confused about whether or not I should ask a question, how I should ask a question, when I should ask a question, because I'm so busy taking into consideration the cold switching, walking eggshell dynamics 
of all that I got to be or operate under just to make sure that I'm not triggering the ego of an adult who's going to have a power trip and try to embarrass me or humiliate me in front of a room of people, whether it's students or other adults or a mix or plethora of, and then I got to feel some type of way about that. Like, yo, the self-awareness piece is big. If you, you are in that position, cause I, and literally I do this podcast, this topic with lots of love, but also lots of, I'm not sugarcoating no more. I, oh, I'm not giving you another band aid to cover up your infectious wound. Um, actually your womb, you have gangrene. You're at the point of amputation. If you do not get this amputated now, you will poison your bloodstream and your whole mental and emotional holistic capacity will die. Yep. Dead. Boom. Because, hmm, checking into second point. That's really important. Being mindful of yourself. That's an intelligence. That's an intelligence. Howard Gardner, has a theory of multiple intelligences that he has created and crafted up with that I learned in grad school. And my two favorite ones, or my, excuse me, my strengths lie in interpersonal and intrapersonal. Intra, being able to check myself, look at myself, ask questions about me, just understanding my beliefs, you know, me understanding me when I come into spaces and I get into interpersonal, you know, conversations and dialogues, I'm able to understand others or at least step back and give the this space, give you the mic so I can hear you and listen. And I ask questions. I don't make assumptions and leave with my assumptions. I ask a question for clarity. Like, may I ask a question? You said this. Does that mean blah, blah, blah? Because I've experienced something and I'm not for sure if that's the, you know, I'm not for sure if I'm understanding what you're saying. And this, I'm like, yo, that's like, yo, what you went through is exactly what I went through. It's just on the opposite end. Oh, yo, that actually feels great to have understanding and actually build. I learned something about myself. I learned something about the other person. Yo, this is amazing. We have something that's similar. We're not so different or our differences. We got differences and we can embrace them and show love to it and, and not, and not hate on that and not be disrespectful. So I, it's important to know yourself. And I wonder in the capacity of me being an educator when I'm standing in front of these young people, how much we are aware of our biases that we bring in, um, how much we are aware of when we are imposing certain things and maybe creating an atmosphere for our students that makes them not want to be there, makes them not want to be there. I know I probably had a teacher or someone go, I just, I would, I hope I don't have her in my class. Talking about me. Like, I hope I don't have her in my class. Ugh, that is the last two that I would want to have in my class. Ugh, gosh, you got her? Ugh. Now, mind you, mind you, it's funny how students get penalized and it's called disrespectful because, you know, it's actually quite brave (laughs) and disrespectful, you could say, but it's quite brave for a young person to challenge that authority by saying like, yo, you're being rude and disrespectful. What do you mean? And you see the reaction that comes from an adult. And I just always tell young people, just pay attention to that. Sometimes it's their own thing. It ain't on you. Hence, no one has arrived. I'm not internalizing the way that you reacted. That ain't got nothing to do with me. And I realized that now (laughs) that there were certain teachers and I'm gonna call it what it is. You reacted a certain way that had nothing to do with me. Hence in seventh grade, you turn, what's wrong with you? Are you retarded? 
You turning to me and saying that to me had nothing to do with me. I'm not retarded. There was nothing wrong with me. Matter of fact, you're asking the question, what's wrong with you? Are you retarded? Is that how you, and excuse the language of, and excuse me, I should preface that. I know that word is, is, a, is a very sensitive word. And I see why. Hence, I had a teacher, uh, uh, excuse me, an assistant principal who was a teacher. You was in a position where you were uplifting students and now you're a principal and that's what you, that's what's coming out of your mouth. And I'll put it like this. And this is the one thing I think that that bothers me. And this is what no one has arrived me when there are teachers or other adults who try to justify the behavior or actions of another teacher or adult who is, excuse my, no, call it what it is, who is fucking wrong. They are wrong. Why did you not correct them? Why did you not pull them aside and be like, yo, you know, I know you're frustrated. I know that student could be, can be challenging because of the way they behave and act. And you know, that's not their character. You know, that's not them. Let's do better. Let's infuse something better. And the way that you react, it can cause more tension. It doesn't help the situation. The same way a teacher might not want a student in class. Yo, I remember the days. Co yo, college, it, college is the best days because I've dropped professors. I actually let my students know, you're not just a student, you're a client. You're paying money. You're investing in yourself. You're going, there's a possibility you're going to go in debt like myself for a place. Now nah, you have every right to drop a class. Call it what it is. Drop them. If that energy ain't right, some professors, some teachers, some educators don't know how to educate, don't know how to teach, don't know how to facilitate a conversation. Call it what it is. Can we do that? Why, why, why can't we challenge that? Why are we putting the blame on the student? Why are we putting the blame on the young person when they are developing? Their frontal lobe is not developed as much. They are still surrounded by, you know, Folks with titles who are using their titles to say this is how it is to be grown or an adult and I can do this because I'm the parent or I'm the teacher, I'm in charge, I got the power. So since you got the power, you can't choose to do better? I don't get it. Why would you choose to justify your wrong badass behaviors while in a position to correct someone else's badass behaviors, but you're going to penalize them, blame them, but you won't hold yourself accountable and responsible for the way that you react and act because you get to justify it. You get to just say, oh my gosh, I was just so frustrated. I don't even care. Ah, or whatever it is that we use to justify our behaviors and actions, behaviors and actions. It might might not be in your character as who you are as a person. And at the same time, you are still displaying behavior and actions that your ass need to take accountability responsibility for. For example, I will never forget the lesson that I learned a couple of years ago because I'm new in my, in my educating experience. I was at a high school. I was running a workshop with the young, a group of a girls group with young ladies. And you know, there was a mix of personalities. You got some shy, you got some outspoken, um, mix of attitudes. Okay. You got some who were very polite. You got someone, some who were just straight blunt in your face that could come across disrespectful and rude, but you have to learn how to do a temperature gauge and understand the intonation and, and the energy in which they're operating from and the context of the conversation that was just had. Like I, I think about all those things. I'm not going to just be like, you popped off, you a rude, disrespectful student, get out. Like, I'm not going to do that. Or I'm not going to label you either because that's another thing with our identities as a black girl 
a black woman, yeah, I've been labeled angry. And I've been labeled angry without explanation of why I'm angry or an explanation or just looking at you're angry because you did this, this and the third and that's not good. I ain't never had no one ask me no questions about why are you so angry? Or may I ask or asking a question, may I ask before I put this on you, what I'm seeing is you being angry. And you might not be angry in the moment or you might not even be aware. I'm just... These are some of the things that I'm noticing and this is how I label angry or this is my definition of angry. And so before I impose that upon you, before I just, you know, one, I would impose it upon you in a negative way. There's some mentors and teachers and guidances that I've had that was out of love. Like, yo, you're angry and you're not aware of it. Like your whole context and how you approach me is different. You're not just throwing a label on me. And then when you get that reaction, you're trying to punish me. When in reality, you ain't never asked no questions about who I was and how I am. So I had a young lady in, in, in the session and I had just finished giving a direction. The direction was, I need everybody to, to, to be quiet. You know, we're about to do this activity. And some folks were talking while one person had the mic. And so it made it hard for folks to hear the person that had the mic. I was getting frustrated because I felt like I'd asked this person that I gave the mic to about three times who was constantly being disrupted. Now I'm unsure of if the the, the conversation, the, the young ladies who are disrupting her have an issue with her, don't care. I don't know any of that. But now these are the things I'm starting to think about because those are relationships that young people have coming into a space. You can't expect them to just shut that shit down and operate the way you want them to. Did you shut that shit down from the staff meeting that you had that pissed you off when one of your colleagues said something and now you in this class acting a certain way? No, you didn't. So check yourself, right? So I'm checking myself. And this one young lady, she's like, I just said, be quiet. And she literally talking in the middle of me talking. Now I'm laughing because I go, damn. Shout out to the teachers who I had, the educators, the program coordinators, the directors, all that. And when they asked me to be quiet and I didn't be quiet and they asked me again and I still didn't listen, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry that, that you reacted the way that you reacted. I really am. And I'm also sorry that my intention wasn't to be a nuisance, but my impact was nuisancy. (laughs) It was what it was. So I yelled at the, I I literally, I literally, I literally, I didn't even remember her name. That was another thing that was embarrassing as, as, as an adult coming into the space. I'm yelling at someone. I don't even know their name. I don't even know their name. I don't know her name. And in the midst of me yelling at her, I was like, I'm, I'm not like that part for me. I was going to, I thought I would be embarrassed. I'm about to discipline you. I'm about to discipline you and I don't even know your name. So I'm not about, yo, what's your name? Get out. Okay, get out. Like that's disrespectful shit. And I've seen that. I've seen it. I've seen it. And I was just like, I'm embarrassed for the teacher and it's like, oh shit, that's fucked up. They don't even know your name, but you got to get out. (laughs) And the way they did it, they put you on the spot, but they also put themselves on the spot. That's where them side conversations with students, but yo, this teacher is mad stupid. That's where shit like that comes from because your actions and your behavior and the choice that you made, you didn't check yourself. You didn't do your homework and you're still about to come off in a certain way, but you're not going to take accountability or responsibility for it. There's students who already know you're stupid. 
ah, not you being stupid, that your choice, your action and your decision was stupid. Okay. Don't get mad at that. Don't get mad that that's called out like that. Interpersonal and intrapersonal intelligence. If you utilize that, you put just, I'm thinking you put yourself in a position like I've been putting myself in a position, which I think we should be putting ourselves in a position to be mindful and check ourselves before we come off a certain type of way. Does that make any? Because oh, mm. two plus two is four, but sometimes that don't add up. I kicked the young lady out. Okay. Come to find out now it's 45 minute class. I didn't spend 20 minutes trying to get them together. We only had like 15 minutes of instruction, barely. Um, come to find out, um, I kicked the wrong student out of class. Embarrassing, right? I kicked the wrong person out of the classroom. There were two young ladies who looked alike, curly blonde, curly hair, similar, similar in size. But I was still having a hard time after I kicked that young lady out and only to realize I kicked the wrong young lady out. But I didn't realize that until the young lady I kicked out didn't come back for the next session, didn't come back for the next session, but came back for the next session after that. And I felt bad. I felt like shit. I don't know as an educator, teacher, administrator, coach, Whichever position you are in, at whatever level you are in, if you are working with young people and you made a mistake, I don't know if you felt embarrassed. I don't know what you did about your embarrassment, but I'm going to talk about the power of apology. Apologize, yo. Apologize. Young people, and I had this conversation, I'm so appreciative. Young people are waiting for the apologies from adults who have wronged them, but have justified their wrong. You letting young people grow up and walk around in society, in society, growing into adults, being fucked up. That's on us. That is on us. If you admit some shit and be transparent, I'm not the best. I don't know at all. I will find out for you. I made a mistake. I was wrong. Yo, I'll let you know right now that comes a lot, a long way. I stepped out, pulled her out in the hallway and I apologized to her. And I made sure I learned her name. And I said, I was sorry. I was in the wrong. I allowed the pressure of what was going on in that moment to get the best of me. I said, moving forward, may I ask though, you know, if I am asking a direction and it might not be you, and it might be someone that talked to you and you responded back, would you mind supporting the redirection of, yo, yo so-and-so talking, let's pay attention? Because that could definitely help. That would be, I, I, I'm just asking, you don't, I'm not putting that on you to like, this is your job to do, but I'm just asking, would you mind, would you mind taking a lead and helping me with that? She was like, yeah, I get it. And, I'm, and she was like, I'll make sure I'll keep my ears open and listen. And she's like, I, and I, she was like, thank you. And we went in the classroom. I realized not one teacher, educator who may have done something wrong or said something wrong has apologized to me anyways. So There's a couple of things I could count on and look back where I've been, you know, um, falsely accused for something. 
and the people in this space have said she didn't do it and you never apologized. That shit hurts. My feelings are hurt. I feel some type of way about you. I'm going to treat you some type of way. And you treated me some type of way. Why can't I treat you some type of way? What's, what's good for you was good for me. The age thing, now that, now that I'm grown, <laughs> navigating these hand-me-downs of reality, I, I, I have respect, I have integrity, I have all that. And then some. When it comes to other adults, it ain't about I'll play that game with you. No, I'm going to tell the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. If you want a lie, you lie to yourself. Go in the mirror and look and go deal with that shit for you. But don't come up in my face expecting me to uphold some false ass shit that has no business to be upheld when I see the impact of how that's impacting the people we working with, whether it's the other adults, whether it's other young people or whether it's a combination of both. Check yourself. That's important. I don't understand why we don't check ourselves, but that's important. Very, very, very important to do. So, mm, cause I could talk about this all day. I can, I really can. I will be. That's why I'm having my one woman show <laughs> later this year while I'm grown now, navigating the hand-me-downs of reality. Because as I'm sitting here thinking about as an educator, the young people I'm working with, I hold my experience that I had real close and not close in a way to impose, close in a way to make sure that the teachers, the educators, the folks who I had in my life that I admired, that inspired me, that I looked up to, those are the qualities in which I want to practice. Those who I bumped head, bumped heads with, we did not get along. I have an issue. We got issues. You got an issue with me. I got an issue with you. Hence college class. I dropped the class. I'm not, I'm, first of all, I'm not going to allow you to fail me. I will take that incomplete on my transcript before I take a F. When in reality, it was me sitting here in the indoctrination of being in a class and got to have respect, but you don't know how to teach. You don't know how to profess. You don't know how to facilitate a conversation. Sometimes people take that shit personally. Oh, you don't know how to teach. Oh, I don't know how to teach. I've been teaching for years. You've been teaching, but don't know how to facilitate conversations. You don't know how to build relationships. You don't know how to create, you know, maybe do some Socratic approaches and how, you know, making sure you understand that like, the young people are engaged with what you're, what you're teaching them. If you don't know how to like revamp your style, for me, you don't know how to teach. When you want to stay stuck in your style and say, I've been doing this, I've been working for 20 years. I don't know what you justifying that off of. I don't know if that's the little papers that you get for, you know, best teacher of the year for this and that and this and the third and that and that. But really, you're a good teacher based off what your students tell you, honestly. And it's not all of what they tell you, because I know I have some students who you probably just don't like me in my approach because I'm straight in your face or how I might be coming at you is, is in a direct. I'm holding you accountable and responsible. I'm not carrying your weight because I don't handhold. I don't handhold. I'm going to push you and challenge you. I already know you're capable of doing it. I'm not coming in treating you like you already a deficit. And that's probably what some of the, the, the back and forth is. We treat students like they're deficits and wonder why they, they, they got issues with us. I will say, let me preface that real quick. Students of color. Because I've been in other schools and places in predominantly white areas and I don't see that same energy. I see an uphold and a support. Oh, you got this. Go ahead. You can do this. Da, 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 da. Work it like this. If you go meet with someone, it's a completely different nature in how you talking to them. So as a student of color, 
as a as a as an educator of color, I will carry those experience with me because I am the expert of in urban youth development. I know what it takes to work with urban youth, and I'm not talking about the textbook version that you go to school and learn. And then, you know, certain folks in certain places from certain cultures, backgrounds, experiences have very troubling times dealing with a certain population of student and then it's on the student and the blame's on them. Stop it. If we ain't going to address the system and what the system allows, then we ain't going to flip it and put the energy on the student. Like we've been putting the energy on a group of people for so long. It's Black History Month. You know I had to drop that. So what am I leaving you with? What, what, what is important as an educator, as a teacher, facilitator, as someone who is a leader in front of young people, what is something to, to be mindful of? Strive to actively listen. Strive to actively listen. Create that space. I know we got the pressures and the times. Well, definitely those who are in the school system, you definitely got a lot more pressures. Um, and, and shout out to you for, for navigating, navigating, the, the navigating those pressures. Um, but, and, no, but at the same time, that still doesn't take away to strive to actively listen to your students. Don't listen to interrupt them with your opinion or point of view. Don't do that. Don't do it. Well, and it's the way you do it. Well, back in my time, y'all ain't had to go through because you ain't got to go through what they got to go through. Hence, when I say to my students, you are an expert of your own experience. I am not 18 years old dealing with the teachers you're dealing with. Because when I'm hearing even myself being grown, I would not want to deal with the people you dealing with. That's nasty. That's energy is disgusting. I'm sorry. You dealing with those nasty, disgusting, ridden personalities who don't want to check themselves because they've been taught from a system of how to act disrespectfully. Treat young people like their experience matter. Treat them like it, treat them like it matters. I'm going to say this cause this is my little ugh, real life jab. As an adult, as an educator, whatever, you already know you are still working with other adults who seek to invalidate you and your voice. Now that you're in a position in front of those who are powerless, let's call it what it is, they're marginalized, that doesn't mean they are your guinea pigs to practice everything that you ain't really having a real conversation about with the adult in the cubicle next to you or the classroom across from you or the office away from you. Stop that shit. It's disrespectful and it's disgusting because you're taking away from a young person's ability to establish their voice and you're still fighting to have voice in certain places. And some folks are in power where they're just abusing their voice, straight up manipulation. Check yourselves, get it together. Don't project onto your students what you are dealing with with other grown people. Teach them how to do better, be better. They don't understand the things you are going through and you don't understand the things your students are going through. Can we create a little more understanding, please? How about we stop understanding and begin to overstand? I'm just saying. <laughs> don't use your experience to impose upon someone else. My last thing is, I would say don't be afraid to apologize but also there's some stop being afraid to apologize. That does not take away from your adulthood, your power, your title. It actually makes you more human, not a robot Android. Cause you want to act based on your title. You can get treated based on your title. Be careful of that. You work with other adults who don't even apologize to you 
for when they wrong. Grown people have a hard time apologizing to each other. Don't make it difficult for you to step outside and not have your ego catch you up in your throat and snatch you up when you can't apologize to a young person. Because do as I say, not as I do, that's not going to matter. If you don't apologize, they ain't going to apologize. That's a contradiction. I'm watching you and everything you say. So if you're telling me to do what you say, but you ain't practicing it in your actions, that's an issue. That's a problem. Let's do better. How are young people supposed to practice what adults do not? How? How? <laughs> so, ah, let's, let's be better. Let's, let's do better. Let's check ourselves. Ain't nothing wrong with checking ourselves. It shouldn't be wrong to, to do things that help us to evolve and grow. I think it should be wrong to continue to do things that kind of keep us stagnant and down, right? So, what are you going to do to make sure you you check yourself and not to disrupt places with the mentality of, I have arrived. I know this. I know that. And to humble yourself in the space and learn how to pass the mic. Thank you for the airplay you have given me today and tuning in to navigating the hand-me-downs of reality. I am your host, Tiella Grimes, the inner uplifter, and I hope you are walking away with some tools that will allow you to uplift and empower not just the people you are working with, but yourself as well, making sure that you're keeping yourself in check, keeping your energy right, and keeping your mind in perspective. So I definitely, definitely, definitely look forward to recording another episode and having you tune in. Until next time, have a great day in light and love. Peace.